0: And I'd hear from the back of the car as we were driving to school, too late, apologize, too late. Just like that. <laughs> just
1: like that.
0: And so a couple common bad apologies with the I'm sorry, but ah!
1: <laughs> sorry. Can I just say, see, sorry that I GERD. Gurr! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that I gird, right? But I think that I will will say, guys, get your big butts out of your apologies. Oh my goodness!
0: You're you're either sorry or you're not. You may be one choice away from a thriving marriage. Welcome to the Operation Thriving Marriage podcast with Brian and Jennifer Hartman. Hey, everyone. We are excited to be in the studio again. Welcome back to the Operation Thriving Marriage Podcast. We enjoy having you with us and wanted to share another review we had from the book. Jen, would you like to read that for us, please?
1: Yeah, and this is uh, from Mimi, and and she says this is inspirational advice on enjoying a successful marriage. So so thanks a bunch, Mimi. She says, what I especially liked about the Harvey's book is that they give real-life examples of how marriages can be strengthened by following the principles of the Bible. With so many marriages ending in divorce, it's refreshing to hear words of encouragement that marriages can actually be repaired when in trouble.
0: Hey, Mimi, thank you so much for that review. And for those of you that have reviewed the podcast and the book, we really appreciate that. It helps people find our podcast and find the resources that we have and really helps get the word out there. So please, thank you for doing that. And if you haven't had a chance, please um, write a review of the book or of the podcast. If you have any questions for us, or any comments, feel free to reach out to us at Operation Thriving Marriage. We look forward to hearing from you and learning more about what's going on with you guys.
1: Very true. And it's an interesting kind of topic, Brian, that we're getting into do because, uh, of course, I'm thinking Justin Bieber's song, Is It Too Late Now to Say Sorry? I won't sing it because uh, I respect and uh, love our viewers and don't want to subject them to that.
0: But there was a song, too, What About, oh gosh, like 15 years ago. I don't remember who sang it, but it was Too Late to Apologize. And That's it was right. all over the radio. And so we live in Metro Detroit. And at that time, um, the former mayor of Detroit, Kwame Kilpatrick, was in some legal trouble. And everyone was playing this song. And our daughter was in preschool at the time. And the song would come on. And I'd hear from the back of the car as we were driving to school, Too late! Apologize! Too late, just like
1: that, <laughs> just like that. But she she knew all the lyrics, and it was just a, a a crazy kind of thing. But, I mean, just just talking about people admitting fault and and apologizing and and saying sorry. I mean that that's something that I know is very hard for some people to do. For some people in their marriages, it does not happen.
0: And it's interesting, Jen, because sometimes lawyers. Don't want their clients to apologize. Why is that?
1: Well, in in my opinion, the the reason that a lot a lot of lawyers don't want their clients to apologize is because that could be uh, construed as an admission of liability. So it's like if my client's saying, "I'm sorry that this thing happened," it's it's admitting that kind of fault. So that way, am I then having my client say? Now, my client potentially owes millions of dollars to somebody, and of course, it always depends on the circumstances and what's going on. But I think that more mature lawyers, regardless of how long you've been in practice, have to really look at things and say, more often than not, when there's litigation that is happening, whether you're dealing with, you know, issues quite frankly, in a divorce case, if it's between the the union and the workers if it's between uh, I'm sorry between the the union and the management if it's between you know people who had been business partners or shareholders or directors in a corporation together and things have gone south a lot of times what stops the litigation is the apology or in in quite frankly the sincere apology the correct apology, because I will tell you what's much worse than, than having an apology not said at all is a bad apology.
0: And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, because apologies, though, for certain tactical or strategic reasons in court and in legal proceedings, they may not be the right thing in that moment. Apologies are essential healthy relationships.
1: And what I will say is in marriage, because our podcast is specifically about marriage, you're one. So apologizing to each other, good apologies, that goes for the win. You are not adversarial parties, my friends. I think, again, the right apology and doing things in the right way, saying and being sorry, as we're going to get into more in this podcast, that's just going to build your relationship. That's going to diffuse tension and arguments and stop things from festering.
0: And yeah, so apologies in marriage are essential. But before we get into that, we need to look at some bad ideas about apologies because they're still out there and they still exist. And maybe this is something that you've been told or experienced. We need to address that. And first is the myth that saying, I'm sorry, shows weakness. That is not true. That is a complete myth. And I find this, honestly, mostly, mostly in men. It goes back to what Jen was saying about lawyers and counseling their clients not to say sorry because they don't want to admit liability. Some people just refuse to admit they're wrong.
1: And, and sometimes I really wonder why, because, you know, we've all, I think, seen different TV shows throughout the years. And a lot of this has is more in comedies where it's like, you know, I I'm uh, and they just can't get the words. I'm sorry out. But then maybe another character will say, come on, just say it, say I'm sorry. And then the person who should have said it says what she said and then hugs the person that they're apologizing to. But Those words mean so much when done
0: right. And it's so important. And it's not a sign of weakness to admit your faults.
1: No way.
0: Strong people admit their faults and grow from it. That's the only way to get stronger. It's kind of like a muscle. The only way muscles get stronger is by ripping them a little bit, damaging them a little bit, and healing them. We in our lives get better By realizing our weaknesses and overcoming them.
1: And what an example you can be to your spouse, because if you're comfortable and you can own things and apologize and apologize well, your spouse is going to find it easier to apologize to you and do it well. Apologizing to your spouse in front of your kids. What a beautiful example there. What a beautiful example to others who are outside of your marriage and your family.
0: Absolutely. And another problem, though, with apologies is just saying sorry to get it over with. Just the race to the end. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not a real apology. All that is, is just saying words to get out of an uncomfortable situation. If I say I'm sorry, then you'll stop talking and I can go on and do what I want. I don't have to take accountability for anything. I can just move on from here.
1: And it's and you make it then more about you than you do about the person whose feelings you've hurt or the person who you've wronged. It's like, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. And, and a lot of times that's the tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm nope. sorry. Mm-mm. And we've seen that in TV shows and in media as well. That that's not a good apology. It's not, it's not even an
0: apology at all, right? It's not. It's not. It's just trying to get past. It. And then, of course, there's the I'm sorry, but
1: Oh, that's like the worst or one
0: of the worst. And we'll get to that one later. But the reality is all of these bad ideas about apology, they compound the damage and distance created by the original infraction. Whatever happened that has caused pain, caused separation, disrupted intimacy in your marriage, these fake false apologies are just choosing not to because of some false machismo thinking I don't want to look weak, is just compounding and creating more damage and more problems In your marriage.
1: I want to put this out there, too, to the ladies. I think that we've gotten some of that message, too, where it's like, you know, you're not the boss girl, you know, who who you should be or the boss babe that you should be if you apologize furthest thing from the truth. I mean, everybody, male and female, we, we need to be apologizing as it's merited.
0: And a good apology is more than a simple I'm sorry. Those are the words we use, but a good apology is a confession. Yes, it's a confession. It acknowledges you did something wrong. If you're apologizing, you're apologizing for something you did. Hey, I did this thing and it was wrong. And it says you're taking accountability for your actions. It says, hey, I did this and I'm responsible for my bad behavior. And it expresses regret for the wrong action that you did that caused the negative outcome. And sometimes we apologize because the action we took had a bad outcome, even though that's not what we intended. I didn't mean for my words to hurt you. I didn't mean for my actions to hurt you. But that doesn't change the fact that my words and my actions did hurt you. So therefore, I'm sorry for what I've done. The intent isn't relevant here. What happens is you did something that caused a problem and you need to confess it.
1: Because it's not about you. It's about the person who was hurt or the person who was
0: wronged. Yeah. And so- Couple common bad apologies. We talked about this a little earlier. The "I'm sorry, but." Ah.
1: <laughs> sorry. Can I just say? See, sorry that I gird. <laughs> I'm sorry that I gird. Right, but I think that I will say, guys, get your big butts out of your apologies. Oh my goodness.
0: You're you're either sorry or you're not. Mm-hmm. You're either admitting, and this is kind of common amongst children and its blame shifting is ultimately what it is. When you say, I'm sorry, but you're not taking accountability for your actions. You're acknowledging, yeah, something bad happened, but it's not my fault. If you had been in my shoes, if you knew this or this other thing happened, it's blame shifting. It's not taking accountability. It's not confessing. It's not showing any sorrow for what you've actually done.
1: And I think that another one, here's our second common bad apology. And hopefully I won't freak out about this one either or too much because I did the last one. But the, I'm sorry you feel that way what so again this I think can be common between spouses because we hear this a lot I think this is common between adults I'm sorry you feel that way and of course what does that do it puts the blame on the other person because it's almost like hey it's too bad that you feel that way but this has got nothing to do with me at all this is all on you you shouldn't feel that way. So you're invalidating their feelings. And it also denies that your actions are, are the cause of whatever negative income they've experienced emotionally or otherwise.
0: You know, I, I kind of think sometimes this is a, a stepping stone apology. And what I mean by that is apologies are hard. Okay. It's hard to admit fault for a lot of people. And I think sometimes and at least, okay, this for me, growing and becoming better at apologizing and being honest is I know I need to apologize, but I'm not sure what I'm apologizing for. The problem with that is there's no introspection. It's I don't want you to feel this way. I'm sorry you feel this way. I want you to stop feeling this way, but it's not acknowledging that I caused you to feel this way.
1: So I almost feel like if you were to say, I'm sorry that I did something to cause you to feel that way. That's a good
0: apology. That's the expectation. That's where apologies need to go. But sometimes people, I mean, they just don't know how to get there yet and it requires introspection. And let's let's just be honest, guys. I've hurt Jen's feelings many times,
1: and I'm sure I've hurt your feelings many times,
0: but never on purpose. Well, likewise. It's never been, "Oh, I'm going to cause this." A true apology Acknowledges that it was my actions that caused you to feel that way. Whether I meant to hurt your feelings or not isn't really relevant because the reality is I did. I hurt your feelings and I shouldn't have. And it requires, I feel, this is really stereotypical. And so for those guys that don't identify with this, that's awesome. And for those women who do identify with this, that's awesome too. I feel this is more of a guy thing. We're not taught to think about our feelings. We're not taught to introspect. We're not taught. We're just taught go, 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 Damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. And so then we get in the situation. This is bad. I don't know why and I don't know how to think about it. It requires learning to, okay, wait a minute, let's walk backwards through this. My wife is upset. She's angry. She's isolating herself. Perhaps she's crying. There's clearly something there. What was the thing that happened just before that? And what was the thing that happened just before that? And sometimes maybe you still don't know Walk in and just be honest. Say, I want to apologize to you, but I don't understand what it is I've done. Would you please help me understand how I hurt you? But notice you're walking in there. I know I did something. I know I hurt you. I'm not sure how I did it. Please help me so I can confess this and repent of it.
1: And then the spouse who's on the receiving side of that, it shouldn't be, oh my goodness, you should know. Because that's not necessarily going to be the case. It might be obvious to you, the one that was hurt. But especially if you've got a spouse coming to you saying, I don't know what I did. I don't understand. I think more often than not, that's honest and that's sincere. It's not being manipulative. It's trying to get a better understanding. And you too, in that moment, need to be honest and transparent. And this is very much the case when we're talking about spouses, because you are one, you are a couple, and this you you rise or you fall together. And I want to make sure that we're setting you up to succeed as much as we can, even if you're having these uncomfortable conversations. And there's a newer book that came out, and it's called Sorry, Sorry, Sorry The Case for Good Apologies. And co-authors Marjorie Engel and Susan McCarthy break down six and maybe six and a half steps, if you will, to for these great apologies. And they are again saying you're sorry, not that you regret, not that you're devastated. But guess because guess what? It's not about you. It's about you being sorry for how the other person feels, or again that impact. Um, say it is what you're apologizing for, and be specific. And like Brian was saying, it's sometimes important to kind of figure out. Did I miss anything? Here's what I'm apologizing for. Is there anything else that you're upset about that I need to apologize for in this? And again, not beating you up, not having this be something where your spouse who was hurt is lording over you because that's not a marriage. This is two equals coming at each other to be able to, to resolve a conflict and resolve hurt feelings Maybe on one person's part, maybe on both people's parts. But again, be specific and see if there's more. Show you understand why that was bad and take ownership and show that you understand how and why you caused this hurt. And sometimes what that means is you've got to sit in a little bit of uncomfortableness. Wow, I hurt you. I'm very sorry about that. I I never intended that to be the case, but I'm taking accountability because I did that.
0: And sometimes in different contexts, what's going to be hurtful to one person isn't going to be hurtful to another. Sure. In my family um, growing up, we joked and teased a lot and that was normal and no one's feelings were hurt because that was an expression of love and affection. But when Jen and I started dating and got married, I learned that that wasn't expressing love and affection to Jen. And so I had to apologize and repent of that behavior. But the behavior itself wasn't objectively wrong. It was wrong in that context because I was hurting Jen. But if I was talking that way to my mom or my sister, they would have thought it was funny and they would have thought, oh, Brian's expressing love towards me.
1: And I think just kind of dovetailing into that, we're talking about not making excuses because it's like you, you, of course, wouldn't be making an apology saying, well, this would have been OK for somebody else. So what's your problem?
0: I'm sorry. Like, don't have butts.
1: That's right. Get your big butt out of those apologies. And then I think also saying not just it won't happen again but why it's not going to happen again. You, you know, what steps are you taking to stop that from happening again in in, in that kind of a, a realm? And, and if it's, if it's again, a, a kind of teasing that somebody doesn't like, it's like, okay, you know, I, I crossed a line here because it hurt your feelings, but are we able to tease on some other things it, if this just went too extreme just as giving some sort of an example there? And sometimes, too, if it's going to be relevant, make reparations. Um, it could be something like, okay, I, I spilled something on your brand new suit. I'm gonna just pay for the dry cleaning. Send the bill to me, and, and I'm just gonna do what I the best that I can do to fix what I did.
0: Yeah, and I mean a lot of that around the house is cleaning up if you broke something. A lot of times it's really more conversations and feelings in a marriage and how you've done that, but things that you've done. Hey. Is there a way I can make this better?
1: But I think too, and this is pointed out again in that book that I was talking about, is a great even if it's a late apology, it can have tremendous healing power. And I, I think this was interesting that one of these authors is saying I received a letter years after a breakup from a boyfriend, and he just said, "I wanted you to know that I'm getting married, and I'm aware that I was often not a good boyfriend, and I want you to know that I was listening, even when it didn't seem, it, even when it didn't seem like I wasn't listening. And I'm going to be a better husband because of our relationship." And the author had said that there was no return address. Uh, label on the letter, which made it feel more meaningful because there was no expectation of a response. And she still did have some sad and angry feelings about that relationship, um, but it did feel very healing. And she felt like it was good for her current relationship and other relationships that she might have moving forward, because that apology is a really, really potent thing in some ways that we might not even understand
0: yet. Healthy relationships, healthy marriages require confession, repentance, and forgiveness. Apologies are a key part of that. A good apology admits that you did something that caused pain or separation. It accepts responsibility for the actions you took and expresses remorse for the damage you caused. So we want you to practice good apologies. When you practice good apologies, you will build a healthier marriage and you will find greater closeness and intimacy because you've reconnected in those places.
1: And thank you for joining us on, for another episode of the Operation Thriving Marriage podcast.
0: Jen and I started Operation Thriving Marriage to help couples and churches take marriages from merely surviving to thriving. We've got our book, we've got a blog, and resources for our coaching ministry, and you can bring us out for an Operation Thriving Marriage experience. For more information, go to OperationThrivingMarriage.com. That's OperationThrivingMarriage.com.